The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, presented by Rain Total Body Fuel. Makes me laugh every time. Uh, I'm Neil McCready. That is uh, Tyler Siski. We'll be with you here on this Monday afternoon, October the 10th, halfway through the uh, regular season. Got uh, game times got announced for uh, next weekend today. I was pleased. Uh, Ole Miss is uh, at LSU next weekend. That's a 2.30 game on CBS, which means I'm out of Tiger Stadium around 8.30, what which is the other bad. options? Mississippi State, Alabama was the big one. It got 6 o'clock. I can't remember what else. Have they changed the thing where they can only have a team five times? Supposedly that rule is still in place. Yeah, that's always a a thing this time of year. And they've done a lot of Alabama, including – This week. Including two weeks ago against Arkansas. Last week against – this past Saturday against Texas A&M, they'll have – Alabama, Tennessee this Saturday, so yep. they, they probably had to get away from it. Yeah. I mean, they just they want Alabama to lose on CBS. Sure. Gets eyes. Well, Alabama gets eyes. Yeah. Because either people are cheering for them or cheering, against, cheering them. against them. And either way, you've got people watching them. And Alabama, unlike Georgia, plays some of these close games, you know, and, and it gets tense. And so people, people are dialed in. I guarantee you there were a lot of eyeballs on – a and M Alabama late Saturday. Yeah, CBS is going. <laughs> they were pissed at first, and yeah, turns out they did the right they thing. They did the right thing. Uh, we're brought to you each and every show by Rain Total Body Fuel, three hundred milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, and zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and to achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We're going to re rank. The SEC, the midpoint. That's it. We're going to talk about who's better than we thought, who's worse than we thought, who's about what we thought. We'll recap the road to Boise, the weekend that was. We uh, both had pretty decent weeks. We're pretty close. We'll talk about that yeah. in a little bit. 
Uh, we'll go over uh, what went right, what went wrong for us. We'll look at some other games, and then we'll take a quick look ahead to the uh, week. I guess this is week seven coming up. It's going by fast, bro. It is moving. Uh, we'll talk about some of the games that are out there. Should be a really fun weekend of uh, of college football, as it always is. So we'll we will talk about uh, we'll talk about that first. A uh, super chat from Kyle Wilson. Do only certain rain flavors go to certain places for purchase? We only get three to four flavors in Tuscaloosa. Uh, no. I mean, I've but I know what he's talking about. I think you can go some places, and it's the same flavors that are there. I think because the other ones sell quicker. Um, what do you got today? I've got cherry limeade today. My man Bob will be here live and in person on, on Thursday. Yeah. So that will be another great question for Bob. So we'll have the guy in here Thursday to answer that for you, Cobb. I've got to figure out how to get him set up where he could talk. Oh, boy. Another thing we could do is we could put him just over there by you and he could share your mic. Could Could rip it. Yep. All right, Jonathan, thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate That's that. That's my man. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> the 11 a.m. SEC Network game is the JP game. Yeah, the, Dude. It, not, I'm not going to get back on this, but here's the thing. They, they're they going to put a prime game on ESPN at 11 a.m. Next week, it's a Clemson somebody game. Clemson-Syracuse, I think. They're going to put a prime game on ESPN at 11 a.m. From now until the end of this contract. They have to, right, in response to what uh, Fox is doing? If you look around, everyone's putting games at 11 a.m. There's a reason for that, whether people like it or not. And frankly, they don't care if you like it or not because you're watching it. Yeah, I mean, I'm watching it. And (laughs) I'm probably the wrong person to complain to. I love 11 a.m. games. I mean, this week the big noon Sunday game is big noon big noon Saturday, which means eleven a.m. Central. It's Penn State at Michigan, number ten versus number five. It's at eleven a.m. Yeah, they played the. Well, they Red have Re- to have they have to have something to compete against them because last year they haven't in so long, and yeah. and Fox was just killing them in ratings because they were putting their prime game on at eleven a.m. And then look at what's at two thirty this week. It's it's uh. Uh, the SEC Network's burying a game um, at 2.30. Alabama, Tennessee's the CBS game at 2.30. Oklahoma State, TCU, that's number eight versus number 13, that's at 2.30. NC State versus Syracuse, that's 15 versus 18, that's at 2.30. Everybody talks about primetime, and there are a couple of primetime games. LSU's at Florida at 6. USC is at Utah at 7 on Fox. But they're going to put big games on in the daytime. They just are. Yeah. So it is what it is. I mean, I I, I like it. So I, I'm, I'm kind of through arguing about it. I, people tell me, and they're right when they say this. You don't understand what it's like to not get the tailgate. I I don't understand. And I'm I'm with you. I I don't. So at that point, I just kind of stop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I, I can't argue with them on that. So. Um. And they. I, you know, you can talk about brands and stuff, and I don't know. Look, I, here's all I can tell you is that I've talked to some TV people, and that's what they tell me, and I'm just going to take their word for it. I don't know. I'm not in their meetings. <laughs> I don't know. Why not, Neil? I don't work for them. I mean, if I did and I was in the meeting, maybe I'd say, so do you put LSU in Florida at night because they're bigger brands and those brands have more appeal at nighttime? Why would you not want those brands at 11? Is that SEC Network or ESPN? It's ESPN. ESPN. Who's got the SEC Network night game this week? 
Mississippi State's at Kentucky. Oh, that's a little surprising. Yeah. Does SEC Network get priority in the late slate before ESPN? Uh, no. Dude, does ESPN put in baseball on Saturday night next week, this weekend? I haven't looked at the I, – I don't know. I don't know. They were on, you know, they were on. Yeah. I don't know where they, they have something to do with it too. Could yeah, yeah. could I, I don't I don't know where I don't know how all the the baseball games will be divvied up. Are, are those on TBS? Are they on some are some aren't Fox FS1? I I, I, I don't know. We'll you know I mean this weekend we'll Braves be, are on at noon tomorrow. That's the only one I'm watching. This weekend you'll have potentially still four playoff series going, and so you've got that with. I tell you what I didn't like though with a baseball deal. We'll get off baseball because it's a football show. This time of year, um, they're they're messing with the off days. You know, a five game series goes two on, one off, two on, one off. Play the game five. Like the Yankees are playing like tomorrow. I guess everybody's playing tomorrow. Yep. And then the next day, there's only two games. So yep. two series take a complete day off. Right. Come back and play just for TV, so they can have two. I mean, why not just alter when they start? You know what I mean? Yeah. But. I don't like that part, but whatever. Uh, Drew says MSU Kentucky is a better game than Ole Miss Auburn. It is, but ESPN had a higher choice on that. And they look, this is Ole Miss fans don't like this. For whatever reason, you have to understand that Lane Kiffin gets eyeballs. Lane Kiffin turns. He's the brand. He's the brand. And so choice one was for CBS, and they took Tennessee, Alabama because duh. And it works out. I mean, Turns out that was a genius decision, obviously, because Tennessee blew out LSU. They're red hot. Alabama beat A&M, but narrowly, and Alabama looks vulnerable, okay? In the eyes of the general public, they go, oh, boy, someone's going to get them soon, right? Mm -hmm. So that makes that a really appealing game. It's easy choice one. Choice two belongs to ESPN for the 11 o'clock game. Choice two. And they looked at the rest of the slate, and they went, all right, what do we want? Do we want uh, Vanderbilt and Georgia? No. Do we want Ar- – we can't have Arkansas because that's a BYU. That, that's a different slate. Do we want uh, LSU, Florida? Maybe. Let's think about that one. Do we want Mississippi State, Kentucky? Nope. What do we want? I want Kiffin. Give me Kiffin. That's what they want. Ole Miss is top ten. You get Lane Kiffin. You get all that stuff that goes. But you're going to get the Alabama game is going to be on CBS too. That's what I'm saying. It's on CBS. That was, ESPN didn't have that game to choose. Yeah. Had had for whatever reason CBS said we want Auburn Ole Miss. ESPN would have gone yes, we'll take Alabama Tennessee. But that's not the way it worked. So I would go ahead and tell you if I had to guess the next two Alabama's last two games on CBS will end up being Ole Miss Alabama will be on CBS. Yeah. And Pro- I've been and LSU, probably, high, right? I mean, and probably LSU, maybe the Iron Bowl. Yeah, I see that. That's going to be a the Iron Bowl will be a six o'clock. LSU's going to have to win a little bit to get. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Oh, you want to re-rank these bad boys? Let's re-rank them. All right. So this is what I. I hate about doing preseason predictions and I hate polls. Like, I don't even think polls should go out until next week, like week eight. That's kind of my – I've always been that kind of deal, but it's no fun. Well, you know why the, yeah, we do I, polls, yes. right? Numbers – if you about. put a number by, for example, NC State, Syracuse, nobody would pay attention to it except for the fact that they're both ranked. Yep. 
and now they will. Yep. Oklahoma State TCU. I mean, I'm interested in it, but the general, general public general public is not. But you put rankings by them, and they're dialed in. Yeah. So let's go over the East. Okay, I'll let you start first. How would you would you or how would you re rank the East compared to what you thought in August? Okay, I thought Georgia would be the best team in the East. I thought Kentucky would be second. I thought Tennessee would be third. Uh, I probably thought South Carolina might be fourth, followed by Florida, Missouri, and Vandy. Okay. And how would you, if you had today, do you have, how do you feel about your tiers and how everything is? Where are you at in the East? I feel like I did pretty good. I, 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 would, go, uh, I would go Georgia still. I would go Tennessee in front of Kentucky. Some of that's not fair because Kentucky apparently is suffering from an injury to the absolute player that could not get hurt. Yeah, he'll be back this week, though. I don't know. We're, hey, we're going to talk about it a little bit. That betting line makes me think that somebody in Vegas thinks he's not coming back. He thinks he's coming back this well, week. Well, he might, yeah. but I wonder. Yeah. Uh, I, would go, I would go Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, um, I still think I'd probably go South Carolina here in, in front of Florida. I'm not as – I don't know what Florida's done that's making everybody go, oh, yes. I mean, I watch Florida and I just see mediocrity. Okay. Um, and then I'd go Missouri, Vanderbilt. Okay. I think where I was <laughs> – you know, I think in my mind when we started in August, Georgia was in a class of their own. Mm-hmm. And then it was like – you had Tennessee. I had Kentucky. I probably had Kentucky a little, which we'll go over teams better and worse. We thought uh, very similar. Where I was probably wrong re-ranking them. I think Tennessee is a clear two, and I think they're creeping. I think they're closer to one than they are two. And then I take a deep breath. And then I take a deep breath. Okay. So you think Tennessee could be really close to Georgia? I think it's because if they are the second, we we're about to have our, ourselves some yeah, great games, right? But here's where I try to. I'm a realist, you know that. Sometimes it doesn't. People don't like the truth, but I'm a realist. I also have to ask myself, as much hype because I mean, look, there's a lot of people that are looking at this game Saturday at two thirty, which we're going to talk about in a little mm-hmm. bit, right? Sure. Have we given Tennessee too much credit so I far? I don't know because they go on the road. And they, they have to go to overtime and to beat Pitt. Okay. And Pitt has that was, that was a long time ago. Long time, but, but, yeah. But it is what it is. I mean, Alabama had to go to overtime to beat – no, almost overtime to beat Texas. But they're pretty good. Um, yeah, Texas is up and down. Who's better, Texas or Pitt? Texas. Yeah. And then they go Play, and – Played Florida at home. They played Florida at home, win by five. Um, and we're not really – you got a home game versus Florida who and I'm with you to me they're they're in the basically dead ass in the middle of that east. Yeah, sure. And then they go on the road now they they blow out. They they blow out. They never even the game was never even a game. No, they just from the opening it. kickoff. They, they got a they destroyed turnover LSU. And it was over. They destroyed LSU. So are we giving too much you know that's it. That's all they've done. How many teams could beat Florida and LSU right now? I mean more than half? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. are, are we... Look, I did this thing every week. I ranked the SEC. Yeah. And I did it... I was sitting in my hotel room 6.30 in the morning yesterday. 
Yeah, yesterday. And it's easy at first. Georgia, Alabama. Then you go Ole Miss or Tennessee, I don't know, 3-4. I write for an Ole Miss side. I put Ole Miss third, Tennessee fourth, whatever. Mississippi State fifth. Then after that, you go, whoa, okay, what do I do now? How do you differentiate other than the records, right? Yeah. How do you differentiate Arkansas, Florida, um, South Carolina, um, LSU, who am I leaving out? I mean, you kind of know who's at the bottom. You know that it's kind of Auburn, then Missouri, then Vanderbilt. Yeah, you know the top, you know the bottom. But how do you, those teams in the middle, like, how do you, you know, I don't know. Like, we did this little thought exercise. We were in the press box the other day. We were talking about Arkansas because Mississippi State was finishing them off. And someone goes, you know, they're three and three now. And so we played this game with, okay, well, if you asked every other team in the league to play Arkansas' schedule, what would their record be today? Oh, and they don't get their starting quarterback for the game in Starville. What would their record be today? And you go, oh, hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's like you can you can be a hostage to the numbers. It's like Tennessee, to your point. Right. To some degree, God, I almost hate to say this because people lose their – Ole Miss. Okay? Ole Miss is 6-0. and Yep. They've played one game. Yeah. They played and half it, of that one. And it came down to the end. Yeah. Played one game. Do we know what they are? I think they're really good. Do yeah. I do I know it? No. It's like someone goes, Well, you picked eight and four. I got that one the other day, and I'm like, Yeah, and eight and four still on the table. Now I, I hope they go better than eight and four because eight and four for my business would mean a two and four finish, which would not be good. Right? Yep. But if the football gods dropped in here today and went, they still go eight and four. Am I shocked? No. Am I surprised? Yeah. Based on what I've looked at, yeah, I'm surprised. I think Ole Miss is better than LSU. Can you can you go lose in Baton Rouge? Yes. Sure. I think Ole Miss is better than Texas A&M. I do. Do I think there's a possibility that Ole Miss could lose in College Station? Of course. Right. Could Alabama beat Ole Miss? Of course. Could Ole Miss go to Arkansas a week after they play Alabama and Arkansas kind of get some people back and they're a little healthier? And Sure. Could Ole Miss lose to Mississippi State? Yeah. You know what's kind of funny is they played they played Kentucky. And then they played Vandy this week, yeah. which was the worst team in the in the East. They're probably going to play the worst team in the West next uh, this week, mm-hmm. and they're probably going to play the second worst team in the West. Yeah, and they're going to probably play the third worst team. You know, what I'm saying like sure. the, the scheduling is and could not be any better. But if you're an Ole Miss fan, sure. And we knew that going in that this was with all these new pieces that you that the way the schedule worked. And look, the schedule might work out for Ole Miss to do the, the be a contrarian to what I just did. Yeah, they're one ahead of where I thought they would be. I thought I said, you know, at the beginning of the year, I thought they would lose the Kentucky game, be close, but I thought they would lose it, and they won it. So they're one ahead of where I thought they would be. But this last, you know, and then I've always said, and I said it, and this is probably where I'm a little bit. We'll go ahead and get to the West because there's not a lot to talk about after Tennessee. But the Auburn game has always been a intriguing game for me. It's not as intriguing today as I thought. You know, I said if I could go flash forward, if we could know the results of one game. Sure. If you if you told me that Ole Miss beat Auburn in the preseason, if you told me they'd beat them by 20 points, I'd be like, oh, man. Oh, wow, yeah, of course. <sighs> Does it carry as much weight? Like, I, I still have so many unanswered questions. But, but what I was going to say about Ole Miss, though, to finish, I mean, there's a possibility that Ole Miss 
beats Auburn, goes to Baton Rouge and beats a deflated LSU team. Eight and zero, and now you're eight and zero, and you go to College Station and they're kind of beat up. They're not very good on offense. Um, that you 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 limp through that one because you'll be beat up nine nine games. No no off off week. Then you get a weekend off. And who knows what Alabama's going to be by the time they get here. I don't know what Bryce Young's deal is. They're reevaluating him today. He didn't take a snap last weekend. I don't know. I mean, I think he's going to come back and play. Is he going to come back and play effectively? If he gets hit on it one more time, does that is that the end of it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they are. I do know that Alabama without Bryce Young is a good team. But Alabama with, without Bryce Young is not the elite, unbeatable, oh, my God, they're a monster team because the kid's not as good as, as Young. He's just yeah, not. No. And so after that, I don't know what Arkansas is. Arkansas, by the end, on the flip side, they could, they're could they so beat up on defense that they might not have anything left to stop you. And who, and who knows what they look like at the end. And then Mississippi State looks really good. Except you look at them and you go, okay, yeah, but who have they played? It's yeah. fair. And then it's just a weird – like you're one injury away. You're one injury away. And you look at – what happened, how different of a team was Alabama without Bryce Young? How different of a team was Arkansas without K.J. Jefferson? Kentucky without Will Levis. How Kentucky without Will Levis? I mean, Kentucky looked like a shell of itself without Levis. Yeah, it was. they started on the first play, by the way. You know, and, and this has not been a great coaching performance from Sam Pittman this year. I mean, it turns out that he probably should have started Hornsby. Hornsby played a lot better than, than the other kids. They had something cooking a little bit with him at quarterback in the second quarter, and then he gets dinged and he goes out. And it kind of yeah, like he was. I was actually a little bit impressed with him. You know, and they, when he came back, so when they started coming back again, and the other kid's a better much, practice player, player. The, the the forns Forn, Forbin or Fornbin or something like that, whatever. I mean, but you know, yeah, I, I you coaches do that practice thing, and I get it. Practice thing. Some guys are good practice players. They're not good game players, but they practice well. And they practice well, so you keep sticking with them. And oh. there are some guys that just play better when the lights come on. Yeah, and and supposedly in coaches' defense, very few times. Yeah, very few times is, is there the really case? is there really a thing called a gamer? I mean, I can count on my hand. I mean, you, you if you're a dude, you do dude things all the time. I mean, you know what I mean? Like Will Anderson just doesn't show up for Saturday. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if sure. you're a guy, you're a guy right. all the time. Um, and usually when you find out if you're a gamer or not is when you have no other choice but to put the guy in the game. Like, if you would have right, t- right. like, John Rice Plumley literally got a shot to play in the game because we had no other choice. Right. It was me or him. One of us had to go in the game. I mean, <laughs> you could have played. No. But you know what I mean? Like, and you're like, oh, damn. Oh. But you watch him in practice, you're like, ugh. But he was in and doesn't run well at practice. You're like, eh, he's just okay. Did you see that Weldon says Hornsby and and A Chain from A and M were on the same four by one hundred team? But they were slow. Those two cats that can run. But now. they were slow, man. I bet they were slow. But all right, who was better than you thought in the SEC? Then you gave him credit for. We're doing East still. Let's just do the whole thing. whole thing. Who's yeah. better than I thought? Uh, I think Mississippi State is better than I thought. Um, I think Ole Miss is going to end up being a little bit better than I thought. Um, let me think. Better than I thought. I put them up there so you could look at them. Yeah, I'm looking I need at to it. have a cheat sheet too. 
Uh, Alabama's about what I thought. Ole Miss is a little better than I thought. LSU is worse than I thought. Mississippi State is better than I thought. Auburn is worse than I thought. Texas A&M is worse than I thought. And Arkansas is probably a little worse than I thought, although I thought Arkansas was – I thought defense was going to be a problem for them. There was no way I could have known that they would get so many injuries in the secondary in two weeks. And then in the East, Georgia, frankly, is a little worse than I thought. Tennessee's better than I thought. South Carolina's about what I thought they'd be. I just like what he's doing from a culture standpoint. The ugly, like nobody even is talking about four and from two. A, from a culture standpoint, I just like. I tell you what, I watched their game against Arkansas early in the year, and there was a period in the third quarter where they came back and made that a competitive game after they'd been kind of getting blown out. And even at the end, when Arkansas kind of put them away, they kept playing, and I thought, hmm, interesting. Yeah, I'll tell you what else I saw that from. If I'm a Vanderbilt fan, I'm giving Clark Lee. I'm, I'm letting him know, hey, man, take seven years. Well, what's the offense? Eight years. Yeah. Because I did like their culture a little bit. Yeah, he's trying to do it the right way. Uh, Kentucky is about what I thought. I mean, look. With Levis. Yeah. And it, t- it turns out now that Levis suffered a foot injury in Oxford. Did something with his foot in Oxford, and I don't know what his deal All right, is. So that makes a little bit of sense to me. Because I told you privately, yeah, I was like, dude, why isn't he running? Like, there, there were ample, ample amounts of times in the Ole Miss game where he dropped back to pass in a, you know, they were playing man coverage or whatever, and the right. seas just parted, and he just stood in there. And I remember he taking us like, dude, he's taking shots. You remember I was telling yeah, you? Yeah, I remember someone saying he's like a statue back there. And yeah, I, that was me. I, I text you. Yeah, and I thought – which is weird because he's That's always been a really athletic guy. It makes sense now because he threw the ball away one time, was literally throwing the ball away, and literally could have just moved a foot and a half to the right and avoid, just stood there and yeah. took the shot. I just So, you know, I mean, if you had told me whatever. before the year that he was going to suffer a foot injury that really limited him, I would have said, well, they're not going to be as good as I wonder as I what thought. the foot injury is, though. I don't know. Like if it's a foot injury? But I'll just tell you, when that line came out and it was Mississippi State on the road in Lexington, minus six and a half, I said somebody in Vegas knows that something's wrong in that foot. I think he thinks he's playing. I don't know anything. I haven't talked to anybody at Kentucky today. I think he thinks he's think he's playing, but unless somebody's telling him he can't go, I would expect him to play. Uh, Florida's about what I thought. Vanderbilt's a little bit better than I thought. And Missouri is maybe a little worse than I thought they'd be, but about what I thought they'd be. All right, in the East, Georgia is probably what I thought. Okay. I didn't expect them to look that good week one. I think they're now kind of what I expected at this point in time of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're probably what I thought. Tennessee, I gave them a lot of credit in the beginning, but I still think – and, again, I'm the one falling into the trap, right? I'm, I'm calling reality on myself. I think they're a little bit better than what I thought, but then I have to self-check and look and it's like, have they really played anybody? Getting really good quarterback play. And but it, I know it, what I saw Saturday. Yes. That was good, dude. You do have an eye test that you use. And and Tennessee passes the eye test right yeah. now. Now, they're going to get a – I mean, obviously, Saturday's going to be – The test. I mean, the bell's going to ring. Yeah. Um, South Carolina is, again, I got hate on it early in the season. They were like, oh, you're South Carolina. Dude, they're 4-2. and two. They're 4-2. and two. Can they find a way – to go three and three in the back in the last half of the season, and they go six and six. They've already played Georgia. 
Well, if they go three and three, therefore they'll be seven and. I know that's what I, that's kind of what I said. At the oh beginning. yeah. I think there'll be a game better than the last. Oh yeah, year, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, yeah. so I think they're about what I thought. Yeah, no, I, I like what he's doing. I mean, they're four and two. Um, got a lot of energy in, inside his program. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like what Kentucky's doing when Will Levis is in the game. Um, they just struggle without. They don't run the ball offensively. They're not as good up front as I thought they would be going right. this season. So that's, but they're probably maybe if I said anything, they're maybe a little worse than what I thought. Yeah. Um, but besides that, they're pretty close. Florida. I didn't know what what to think. Uh, I like what Billy's doing. I like the way, you know, Billy knows he's playing with house money this year. He's not in pressure to win, but I like what they're doing. I, I think they're okay. Um, they're not going to blow anybody out, but I like where they're at. Uh, Vandy, I like what I, same thing I said before. I, I think they they're going to compete. I like I agree what you said. I think they're um, I like what Clark Lee is doing there culture wise. Yeah, uh, just going to take a long it's time. Take a long time. But even what's the ceiling? You know, what I mean that's where I get concerned. Their ceiling there is a seven and five team. Shit, that's high. Or a ceiling. Yeah, that's a freaking build a statue. Um, because well, he doesn't the have the same the, thing as Franklin has. The ceiling is that you go four and zero in the non league. That you get to a place where you can compete with Missouri, South Carolina. Maybe you get lucky with your schedule draw. Yeah. You know, and you get to a like, – look, here's, the, here's what I will be watching to see with them. This is the big challenge for them. Can you keep Swan? Can you keep Ray Davis? Can you keep the Shepherd kid? Kids who are pretty good players who can play in this league can you keep them in this era of NIL? I – it would be interesting to me because I think kids go to Vanderbilt more than just going to play football. Sure. Right? So sure. I think that probably has a little bit to do with it. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, Missouri is – I didn't think they were going to be good to start the year. I still don't think they're very good. But they actually have been competing. And I got to – and look. Yeah, the fire drink with stuff, stop. The, that mean, that, there's no reason. What are you going to do? You're going to fire Eli Drinkwitz so that you can hire another Eli Drinkwitz? The they had every opportunity to quit and they haven't quit. So exactly, um, that says something. I know. I know. As my man, there's this guy named Neil McCready that would always tell me it's a scoreboard business and they're not winning in that category. Uh, but they've had every chance to quit and they continue to compete and compete. So that yeah. shows well, something. Says something. Um, in the uh, West. Alabama's what I thought they were at first. Ole Miss is a little better than what I thought. I th- I said they would be five and one at this stage of the game. They're six and zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be. Here's where my I'm having a tough time on Ole Miss. If I was ranking them, I'm having a very difficult time I'm trying to be a realist here. They are getting into a part of the schedule where they have to play full games. Yes, so what, uh, Lane Lane's talking about that repeatedly now. I mean, he that's yeah, you can we, tell that we work the, for the same guy. So uh, that's the same. That's the emphasis in that building, and he knows if they can put, they have these spurts, as Jackson Dart said. Yeah, and if, if they can ever put these spurts together, they're a really good team. But if they can't put those spurts together, it's going to catch. There up. is a drastic, yeah, difference. It's not like they're not playing well. Like example, Alabama did not play well any in that game the other night. Right. Didn't play great. They found a way to beat a team at home. Ole Miss is getting to a part of a schedule. Look at Mississippi State, which we'll go ahead. And I'm having a tough time with the Ole Miss-Mississippi State. Sure. Look at Mississippi State. They played 
They've played really good football the whole year except for one half of one game. And the result of that game was they lost on the road. And so Ole Miss is getting in that part of the schedule where if they can play the second half of Vandy, the first half of Kentucky, Mm -hmm. the first half of Tulsa, you know what I'm saying? Like they can play if that team shows up. Yeah. They're a really good team. Yeah. In a league that it's gettable. Oh, for sure. It's gettable. For sure. Everybody. For sure. If if if, if you, they did that, they could go 12 and 0. Yeah. If you put the whole game together every single game, you can't say, "Oh, well, they have no shot here." Oh, of course not. Cuz you don't know if the other team, if the other team has one bad half, you're the winner. I mean, you can there there's a out there's an out there. Sure. But then you got to look, but you have to be a realist and you have to look at the first half of Vandy. You have to look at the second half of Kentucky. You have to look at the second half of Tulsa. You know, you have to look at those those and go, man, I mean, those two different teams, dude. Yeah. Like, if they play a full game like that, mm-hmm. they don't win any games. Sure. That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's, there's – They're in a- actual danger. If they show up and play two halves like they did in the first half against Vandy, hell, they're in danger this week. Of course. Like, it, it's that time of the year of to course. where yeah. they have to put two halves together. He knows it. You can see it. I mean, he's talking about it. His voice, everything tells you that he knows it. I mean, it. I think he – and Tulane's credit. He has consistently said he thinks this team has a chance to be special. I just don't. It's so late in the but, year, though. I don't know what's keeping it. You know what I you got? Know. You got it's. This is transfers and, it's the, and it's chemistry. The, it's the portal, leadership, it's chemistry, and all those things. Sure, but it's time. I mean, they got. Oh, yeah. It's time that you will know. And I don't. I think the way that they answered the bell in Nashville on Saturday is a good indication. But we'll see. Yeah, but Nashville, you know, the team that they were playing, and I don't want to get everybody all in an uproar, but the team that they were playing had a kid that was committed to us here playing free safety. The only yeah. problem was is we recruited him to play outside backer. Right. Okay. He can't run. They they couldn't run. I mean, they were inept on defense. Yeah. So much, and then everybody's like, oh. I'm talking about Dericky Wright. I'm talking about the whole freaking de- – yeah, I'm talking about Dericky Wright, right. but I'm talking about the whole defense. Sure. I mean, dude, they didn't punt Saturday. The score should have been 70 points. They didn't punt. Right. Ole Miss didn't punt. Right. Well, they had, two, they had the two picks, and didn't they go for it on the fourth down and didn't get it? Seems like they, they, yeah, they did that. I yeah, because they did in the first half. Yeah, they just it, it kind of – you know, Jackson made a couple of bad decisions. Um, had some bad picks that he's got he's to eliminate those. Dude. But on the other side, Whew. on the other side, they started making plays. I'm sure Lane – Yeah. Because that drove me crazy, and I wasn't even – it's that deal that you de- – you know, we talked about this. And so far, they're okay with it. When you are going with a young quarterback, he's going to make young quarterback mistakes. They just do. Yeah. And then, you know – but my point, my point of drill is that they, they have – you know, I don't know yet. Yeah. I mean, because what, what they about, could be really good or not. What about Auburn and A&M? All right, Arkansas? Auburn, Auburn – um, I may be the only person on the planet. Me and Grian watched that game on Saturday. They came out and they competed. They they played hard, yeah. and then and then Harson goes for a fake punt. On, I think it was fourth and six, fourth and four, somewhere like that. And they give Georgia a short field. Both of Georgia's touchdowns in the first half were on short fields. One was on a fake punt. The other one was on a punt return down to the thirty or whatever it was. And that was all they scored defensively. They played well. Yeah. They're, they're good defensively. Now, did Hall get hurt? I don't know. It was weird. He, it looked like he was tired. Okay. I don't know. Because um, I think he's a really good player. Oh, he's a stud. Yeah. Um, if they, they're good on defense. Mm-hmm. 
why in the hell would you – I mean, my biggest problem is is Robbie Ashford threw the ball over 40 times, I think. I mean, it was like every freaking play he was dropping back to freaking pass. And I'm like, what are we doing? But for Ole Miss fans, you're going to see the same – it's like you're going to play carbon copies, just one at home and one on the road. The best play, Auburn's best play and LSU's best play is drop back to pass, let everybody run down the field, and let the quarterback take off and run. That's the best play. Yeah. Um, But – or dump it off to the running back. But – the fake punt, <laughs> this is when you know it's going bad, is it was actually there. Like he would have gotten the first down, and the dude just runs into his own guy. He gets tackled by his own guy. And you're just like, oh. Like that's the worst of the worst because nobody probably watched him. I mean, like, I don't you know if Brian's do that. But you're you like, what? Oh, you can't give him a short field. The message that you're sending is that we have to do tricks to win. Yeah. They, I were, I they were playing so good. And then I guess where it started going downhill for me, two two plays. It was really a few plays kind of like broke the camel's back. It's 14 nothing at half, but it was 14 nothing. And Robbie Ashford, and, and I still don't know why Georgia was playing two-man, but they were playing two-man against Auburn. And the seas just parted. And he was like at the 40-yard line or whatever. He's fisting a run. I mean, he would have been deep – Enjoy if not scored. Yeah. And he just fumbles the ball versus air. Just versus air. Puts it on the ground. Turnover. End of half. And then when Stetson Bennett, same thing happened. Same exact thing happened. Auburn's playing two-man against Georgia. They call quarterback draw, and Stetson Bennett went like 60, 70 yards untouched. Yeah. It was – they shut it down after that. Yeah. So um, – but Auburn's probably worse than what I thought. It's just inept on offense. Uh, A&M, not as worse than what I thought, but I will say this. I am. I would. I'm. You. You better get them out of the way. I think they're like if they can take what they did Saturday. They played well Saturday. They did. Um, quarterback played the best game he's played at A and M. He took shots. He stood in there. He did. If they can continue to build, I didn't realize this until this morning. Clay was the one to tell me the stat. I knew I heard it. I just didn't realize it. They're playing like fifteen different defensive linemen, and nine of them are freshmen. They only have two guys on defense that are upperclassmen. They're getting better every week. Um, offensively, the receivers, young receivers, started playing all that good stuff. Like, um, I see you, Weldon. You can kiss my ass. Um, but uh, I'm just joking. That's my guy. I, I think they're going to get better as the year goes on a yeah. little bit. I don't think it's great, but I think they're going to get better. And then the one I probably missed on the most was uh, Mississippi State. I kind of had them at three and three right now, preseason. Yeah, and they're five and one, dude. Oh, they they. Hey, Rogers is playing really high level football. They're they're rolling on offense. I mean, he is he is so comfortable in that offense. He is operating it with maximum efficiency. They're starting to run the ball a little bit. They've got a little more balance than they've had in the past. Uh, they're not a terrific defensive team, but they're okay. It's interesting, for yeah. sure. Um. But yeah, it's a it's a wild deal. I think it'll be uh, interesting. All right, all right. While we're on A and M, we're gonna get right. to, we're gonna get to this in a second. First, I want to tell you that uh, we're always brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, three hundred milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We're also brought to you by Walk-Ons Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. 
Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland and also inquire about their family and friends bundles, their tailgate platters. You can order online or you can use their very convenient walk-ons app. Went Friday. Did you? Did what'd a little, you, little you uh, bang bang shrimp. Yeah. Uh, po' boy. Uh huh. Boom boom shrimp. Whatever it's called. Uh huh. Beignets. Um. Did not have a beer. Really? Did not. You okay? Yeah, I was driving. Oh, okay. You should be responsible. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't drive at all. If I have one sip. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Just kind of being the coach mentality. I mean, sure. Because in coaching, you get pulled over and it's on <clears> your breath. You lose your job and your career. So sure. I've just been trained like that. So I don't, if I have one sip, I mean, I could be totally sober. If I have one beer, one sip or anything, I don't, I don't drive. What I was going to ask you about was the, the play call at the very end of the uh, last play. Yep. Texas A&M, Alabama. Uh, it was 24 to 20, I believe was the score. Texas A&M had the football. They were driving. They got to the Alabama. two. And pass interference, got the ball to two. Two, two yard line. So you're two yards away. A touchdown wins the game. Um. They run up the play that they ran where the ball never even crossed the goal line. Um, what'd you think of the play call? Yeah, so one thing, just so everybody knows, he didn't just go, he's not playing Madden. You know what I mean? He's got two point plays. He studied. He's this is he's got it down there. He ran this, it was a three by one play. He ran the exact same it was the exact same play call that they scored on, whatever drive that was. I don't even know what I had it on one of four TV. So whatever drive that was, they scored down there. It was the exact same play call. Okay. And then, you know, Nick runs show red what we used to call red seven. Okay. Some people, if you've coached high school or even played ball, they call it seven across. And so he will show that and then he will dictate leverages. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. To know who's who is going in and out. So like, when I coached against Nick, when I was with Freeze and we coached against Nick, okay, we would have red zone packages go in and we would call uh, – I know one was called uh, Under, one was called Ufa, one was called Finn, and I can't remember the other one. I, I want to say it was Dagger, but I, I think we, we botched the way we called it. But anyway, long story short, is you have to attack the leverage. They're going to be inside of you and outside of you. And what they're trying to do is funnel you into a double team. When they are playing inside leverage of you, all right, okay, they're begging you to – they're going to try to – what they call trap the flat. So he's going to take the outside guy, let him play. Basically, you never know who he's manning up on and the other ones that he's kind of running a bracket across. And he's able to bring pressure and what he calls green dog, the backs. Okay, so that means if the back stays in and protects, the other one goes. And then you got a free, you got a free guy. So every play was they, – they had it defended every play – the only place – and so why did Jimbo call that play? Well, Jimbo called the play because there's about 15 different options on that play. When he calls it, uh, it doesn't matter what you line up in, Nick. I have an answer. I have a solution to go to. If he says quarterback draw right there, he gets hit in the freaking teeth. There's no answer. You're dead because he's spiking the D-line and he's got a whole player. He doesn't get a foot – he doesn't make it a foot. Okay. If he runs speed option, there's two guys. There's a guy for the quarterback and a pitch man. It was the only place to go with the ball. Does that make sense? It does. Here's my question. As a non-football guy, right. okay, I'm not, I'm not studying it all week. In fact, I'm at that point about four beers in. Yep. And, and so I'm watching that and I'm thinking to myself, I got one play. One play, two yards to beat Alabama. By God, the ball is going to somehow get to Devin A. Chain. And if I lose, it's going to be because they stop him. I'm going to figure it out. I need him to get the ball, and I know it's more complicated than that. <laughs> but the but I think what yeah, I just you're not said wrong though. But I think what I just said is what the average fan thinks, which is, did you overthink it? Yeah, but that, well, that's the thing. I want the fans to understand this too. You had how much time did you have to, to think about that? Right, you, there were no timeouts. You got basically five to six seconds. Well, he's so thinking, thinking about it. He's thinking. Done. Yeah, he, he number it was one on Wednesday is the is on a Wednesday. But as that drive is going, you're thinking to yourself, okay, if we get down, if we get to this spot, what are we running? You're running your two point. That's what I'm saying. You're running a two point play, yeah. and it's already decided. And it was. And here's the other thing. So was, basically, what happened was, in fairness, tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. What happened was was that credit to Nick Saban and the coaches at Alabama. They knew what was coming. They were prepared for it, and they defended it. Yeah, which is 99% of defenses. They're, they're pretty prepared. And it's here's what he was trying to do. And just so I, I make sure all the fans know what he was trying to do, he was trying to run what we call a pylon route. And so what he was throwing the back shoulder versus the corners of Alabama, every coach in America knows that's the way to get explosive plays against Alabama. Hugh Freeze says hello. He's completed 807. We practiced that shit. Did it a lot. Nonstop. Yeah, did it a lot. Because that is the the technique that that Nick teaches the corners. They are susceptible to that. Jimbo knows it. Every coach in America knows that. All right, the pylon route, how it's supposed to be ran, is you're supposed to be able to push about four yards deep in the end zone, 
and then basically pivot out of a back shoulder ball and throw the ball one yard deep in the end zone right past the pylon. Okay, the problem was is when you run that route, I coached receivers, played the position. I know you can't get the corner to turn and run from the two-yard line. There's, he's got, a, he's got a, an extra defender back there in the, at the back of the end zone. So he wasn't really turning and running. Right. If you did that route from the six or seven, which is really where the pylons ideally ran, you, you got something. But the, the corner never was really open and run. All right, two is this, and that's why it kind of – so the receiver, the reason it wasn't executed well, and I, I heard you this morning saying the ball wasn't even thrown to the deal, the receiver was a little quick to where he was. He didn't really get it pushed to the depth, and the quarterback was late. And so when by the time he got ready to throw the ball, the receiver was already out of the break. The only chance he had to even give his receiver a chance was to throw him away. Does that make sense? Like, yes so it was, no. it was late and late, bad execution. If, I hated, if he said came into that play and he goes, hey, look, we're throwing this pylon route right here. Yes, it's a bad play call. What I'm trying to say is his intentions were to run the front side, and that was kind of an oh shit deal. And it was when he saw them line up, he didn't have any timeouts. If he had a timeout, he'd have called it. He didn't. He had one opportunity to get the playoff, and it was that was I it. guess I would have preferred a play that maybe run a swing route to A-chain, maybe run a fade where you let a receiver try to beat a corner and go get a ball. I just do something. That was probably the, a check to the fade right there. At that, at that spot was probably the only answer he could have checked to. And I don't know communication. I don't know what they teach the kids or whatever. But it was just – it wasn't that he came into the play, like, hey, look, we're going to throw this pylon route to this guy. It was because they took away what they wanted to do on the front side by leverage. Because what Nick did was now he swapped the bracket. He he went he then went from outside to inside. Yeah, and he's then talked moved, about and it then moved already, the bracket. Yeah, yeah, and you're done. Yeah. So, but just from a football standpoint, but I'm with you, and I I agree. Like if I'm if I'm designing the plays, a two point play, you want to have answers. Um. If he had a timeout, I'd like to see what happened. He didn't have a timeout. He had 10 seconds to make a decision. That's what he went with, and yeah. he makes a lot more money than I do. Uh, your boy, Mike 10, says, I see Siski's point, and he's right. I just don't think you can ask your true freshman wide receiver to run that perfectly and have Haynes King, who already has an elongated motion, make that play. That's No, I agree. But I watched I, it and just went – I mean, I'm just being honest here, okay? I'm, I'm just, we're, we're kind of – we're not yeah. really arguing. I'm just – I watched that, and again, I'm four, maybe five beers in at that point. <laughs> and I'm watching that, and I'm going – so you make how much money, and that's what you run? Because I watch it again and again and again, and I'm like, I don't see how it ever would have worked. I don't. I mean, you know, it's it's very difficult to the yard line because that guy is like that's like very like Haynes is a wind up and throw it guy. <laughs> okay, he's not Lamar Jackson flicking it, right? You know what I mean? No, I'm with you. This is not Justin Herbert at quarterback. This is not, boom, get rid of the ball. This is this is in the stretch, old school, wind up, by God, we're going to, you know what I mean? I mean, really wind it up, and it, it just was never going to yeah. get there. And, again, that's what I was saying is I think when Jimbo called the play in the five seconds that he had to decide what play he was going to run, I think he intended on throwing that to the trip side, and then when the leverage got flipped on him, he was screwed. Um, to the point to where he had to check it or whatever it is. Now, I don't – again, there's – you watch film during the week. Those decisions are not made on game day. Right. And fans, he didn't go, all right, I'm clicking Madden plays. That decision was made on Wednesday. 
he knew what the play call was on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So he saw something on film, and maybe and Nick Nick may have got him flipped a, flipped a script on him. I don't know because I haven't watched any red you know tight red zone film on what Nick does in the red zone. I just have been there. I know what he runs. He runs. He sh- he shows what we used to call red seven, which is a soft drop with seven guys, but he kind of plays matchup zone and brackets guys and has a, what we call a rat player or a robber. You know, some people call it robber, but um, yeah, it is what it is. Yep. Oh, I tell you what. After that, but they played better, dude. After that, I would have. If I'd been an A and M fan, you know what I would have needed after that? You'd need a rain or some wipes. Therapy. <laughs> And some wipes. <laughs> wipes, too. But I would have needed therapy. So, might have needed better help. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge. Uh, but when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist, also a better play caller, can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts. It was a life changer for me. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, better, better help is a greater option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable. It's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. Switch therapist anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash MPW. All right, so uh, ready to get on that road? Let's get on the road. The road to Boise, Boise, where the outcome is very much, very much in doubt as of this moment. I mean, it's too close to call. If this were a political race, it's just too close to call. The decision desk needs more time. So, Neil, you went 6-4-1. and one. Big week for you. Second another, best week. Another, Second best week you've had. Another steady week. Overall, you're 29-30-2. and 30 and two. And you are now in the positive. You're now in the green at plus point nine units. So if your unit was a hundred bucks, you'd be you'd be up ninety bucks for the year. Okay. I went six and five. Um, I am now the NFL's fucking killing me. Excuse my language. Uh, overall, I'm thirty twenty nine and two, and I'm plus two point oh three units. So I am up one point one three units lead on you. So. Here we go. Neil's road to boys. We'll start in the NFL. Texas A&M's off this week, correct? Yeah, they're off. And okay. They go to South Carolina. Okay. Got a chance to get, get healthy. Um, you had the Patriots minus three, and that was free money. Yeah, that was, that was, my, best, that was my best pick of the week. Yeah. Well, actually, I, had, I did pretty good in the NFL. Three, yeah. one, and one. Yeah, you three, one, and one in the NFL. Yeah. That was where you made your – that's where you're killing me, by the way. Um. Probably because that's what I watch more of. Yeah, uh, I watch more NFL than I watch college. But I, here's the thing: I'm is honest. here was a big thing is you you won that game and I lost that game, so it was a big swing game. Yeah, I had the I had the over um, at forty five and a half in that game, and you know what, New England, you did your part. The highest scoring offense in the NFL did not score a point; they got shut out. Well, I think that injury to uh, Smith early in the game, I think it shook them up. Yeah. It, have, dude, you heard, have we heard an update on him, by the way, saw, former Alabama not, player? I have not. I just know that – well, I, I know that he went back home. He's He's got movement, and he's back he, – he went He went back home with the team. Oh, he did? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you see it? 
No, I was listening to it. Okay. And and it, you, I, I did go Dude. see the replay. I don't understand what happened. I mean, the guy just was on release and made very light contact. Yeah. I don't know if it was a stinger or something that scared, you know what I'm saying, because they, they take everything serious, and you should. Yeah, sure. But, but he had no, well, the, apparently he got knocked out. But that's what's crazy is there was no. They had to put a ventilator on him. I didn't hear that part. That's what I heard. Yeah. I, I can't even. It didn't even look like he barely touched him. I, it was just weird. That was a whole. That was a whole deal. Um, but I'm glad that he's okay. Um, I did see on Twitter that he went home with the team. So unless something else has changed there, but uh, the over killed me there. Um, but it is what it is. All right. Then you and I both had the Cowboys plus five and a half. Yeah. At the Rams, I like that one. You know what's kind of crazy is when me and you actually bet the same thing, we're pretty damn good. So we need to I probably need to take notice of that. Press my leverage a little bit in my personal game. But uh, the Cowboys are good on defense, dude. I think two things. They're good on defense, and I think the Rams are not very good, as everybody thinks. The Rams are struggling. The Cowboys defensively look. Dude, they're good good. They look like fantastic good. Like the the – Philly Cowboys game this, this weekend. Yeah, you gonna get some answers. Is going to be one hell of a football game. Dude, they're good, man. I mean, they dude Parsons is a freaking. He's 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 the best defensive player in the NFL right now. It's scary. It's not even close. And that's like you're talking about Aaron Donald. I'm talking, talking about, about the whole damn league. The Watts. I mean, it's I'm talking scary. about the whole league. He's the best player in the NFL. And I can't argue with you on that. He's a stud. I might say he's the best player in the NFL. Right Ooh. now, he's the most impactful player in the NFL. Ooh, I hear you. I see you over there. I'd say he was the second most impactful player. Behind? Aaron Rodgers. If they don't have Aaron Rodgers there, they'd suck. Yeah, okay. All right, Dolphins, you, this is one, your one loss. You had the Dolphins minus three and a half of the Jets. Well, if I'd known Teddy Bridgewater was going out in Series 1, I wouldn't have. <laughs> that I didn't would, look good for you, did I mean, it? Yeah, I mean, if you had said, hey, if the football gods had gone, hey, Neil. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater's <laughs> going to go out in the first series and not come back. I would have gone, hey, I'm not betting that game. Ugh. I'm not sure what I would have bet. I probably would have. You know what my next game was? My next game was Bengals plus three, so I would have gotten it. But, I hit that last night. But I'm so pissed at the Bengals. I don't know what to get. Zach Taylor. Talk about <laughs> play calling. That's, that was a disaster class in play calling in the red zone. Just do better. Just be better. That's a be be better at what you do. You know what? Can I, I know you're frustrated with the offensive play calling. Can I tell you what bothers the shit out of me in the NFL? Because it got me twice yesterday. The, the prevent at the end, dude. Do you know what prevent defense does for you in the NFL? It prevents you from winning. It prevents you from winning. Why in the hell, if you know a field goal is going to beat you, why are you going? Hey, let's play soft and play soft and play soft. Hey, let's let you burn so much damn clock. By the way, I have three timeouts. Let's let you burn so much damn clock. That I have no other choice but let you got Justin Tucker, man. The guy gets across midfield, he's in range. Yeah, oh, I mean, he's almost automatic inside fifty-five yards. Dude, he's like perfect. I like, mean, you, you, at fifty plus, and, and you're going to just dink and dunk. And I, I don't get it, man. I hate the NFL. How at the end of games, whether it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if it's if you're trying to stop them to win or whatever it is, they just go damn soft. And if you, yeah. it's like garbage time is king. It pisses the me off. Bengals have pissed me off. Anyway. Anyway, go ahead. All right. Sorry about that. Sorry. Me too. I'm, yeah. I, I, sorry, guys. Hot. All right. You had the Vikings minus seven against your Bears, and they pushed? Yeah, they pushed. Um, Kudos to the Bears. They played pretty well. Yeah. And then you had the 49ers minus six and a half that were all over 
you really didn't have a stressful day on that one. On your wins, you wouldn't have any stress. Well, I was cruising. The Niners, was cruising on your Niners are good. Dude, hey. they're good with Jimmy G. I mean, kind of getting to a place. So let's just be real here. Somebody in the front office overthought this. Well, because I've instead been of since they drafted the guy, because instead of drafting Trey Lance at what, what was it pretty high, right? Three. Who else was available right there that could Mac Jones? No, no, no. Forget quarterbacks. You had a quarterback. Oh, Parsons. No, oh, I rest my case. You're what if on. they had Parsons and Joe and Bosa? They 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 would be the leading. <laughs> con- they would be a Super Bowl contender, and frankly, they kind of are. Listen, I'm pretty much everybody was left except for. Uh, I'm done with Jimmy G slander. I'm done. I'm done with it. It's on the field. You can see it. I get it. He doesn't have all. He fits their offense. He doesn't have all the elite stuff. I get it. I'm fine. It's fine. He took him to the NFC title game, and all he does now is win. Yeah. So stop. Yeah, I like Jimmy G for their offense. I don't like him anywhere else. Um, on my side, I've already talked about the two. All right. I had the Seahawks plus six against the Aints, and I got just freaking railroaded at the end of the game. I'm still pissed about it. Saints still suck. I'm not – I'm still going to bet against them. So, whoever – I'm just – I don't even know what the spread is this week. I'm taking against them. Seahawks had that game. They screwed it around. I just – whatever. They scored to the end and beat me by seven, so I lose by a point there. Mm-hmm. Eagles, I had them at minus five against Arizona, who was homie was playing Xbox in the, at halftime. Yep. And they come out and they're dominating the game, and they just go and cruise control mm-hmm. and they kind of bob and weave. And then oh oh, it's the end of the game. Let's go score. So they decided to go down there and score, and they had the ball first and freaking goal with yeah. like two minutes. And they and Arizona had all their timeouts, so I was like, okay, they're going to score a touchdown here to make sure they at least tie the game. Oh nope, we're just going to run the ball and get to third and goal from the five, and then shit down our freaking Easter basket and kick a field goal and win the game. But they did win the game, uh, so. We're still winless in Arizona, by the way. Yep. Um, and then my Falcons. All right, I got a gripe. I got a gripe here. They covered, by the way. Did you see the end of this game? No. You have not seen the roughing the quarterback call on oh, Tom Brady. Oh, no, I did see this. Yes, I did see. This. All right, the Falcons are coming back. Yeah. They're down five, or I think it's twenty-one sixteen or something like that. The worst roughing the passer call of all time. Like, what are you supposed to do? It's Tom Brady. You need to be nicer. Like, that dude, whoever, they need to be like, that's bad. That cost them a game. And I'm not saying they would come down to score, but that's not – that was, you know, automatic first down, let's take a knee. That was bad. The worst roughing the passer call I've ever seen in my life was Sunday. All right, college. All right. This is where I got to get better. I just got to get better. I got to quit thinking so damn much. Like, the pro game, hey, I'm just better DJG at says it. the Falcons are garbage. Hey, GJ, I know your AirPods are stopping up your, your ears, but the Falcons are undefeated against the spread. I just thought I'd let everybody know that. They are 5-0 and against the spread. All right, updated rules. Show, tell me what updated rule caused that to be roughing the passer. I don't know. I'm sorry that this happened to you. Well, that's terrible, man. I'm, I'm, you can't hit him high. Can't hit him low. So he grabs him around the waist and his gator roll him as a tackle to keep him from bouncing his head, by the way. He doesn't land on his head. He lands on his side. Nothing, no weight on top. There's literally nothing in the rule book that calls that a, a, a roughing the quarterback. It's terrible. Still pissed do they, about do it. Do they call that on any quarterback not named Tom Brady? No. Yeah, that's what I think, too. It's terrible. 
All right, you had Michigan minus 22 and a half. I was close. Yeah, I was 21. That was tough. Indiana, Indiana played a really good first half, and that prevented that from happening. Yeah, it was 10 to 10 for a while, really up to half. I'm leaving Michigan alone for a while. Like, there's a part of me that thinks Michigan minus seven this week is like a lock, and I'm just, I'm, I've been burned a couple of times, and I'm kind of done for a minute. How about uh, Mike Hart collapsing on the sideline? I know. Seizure. And that might have played a role in it somewhat, yeah. too. You just uh, never know. Mike Hart coached with Tom and them at Indiana. Good dude. Is he okay? Yeah, he's back in Ann Arbor. He's—I okay. don't think he's with a team yet, but just a scary deal, man. It's something somebody's falling out every day. It's, it's sad. All right, the our free money of the week that I had as well: Wisconsin minus ten. Yeah, that was easy. The freest money ever. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State minus nine and a half. You got Ooh. that one. You had a hey. You had a backdoor McCrady that the helped right you. Way. I had a front door. You had a front door McCrady going through the front door. <laughs> Look One at you. by ten. Got it, though. Got it. It's a, it counts. Look at you. You're going from the back door to the front door. I know. Look at you. All right. Uh, my money line, which also you took as plus three, was Purdue over Maryland. Yep. Great game. Great game. Great game. I thought Purdue was going to screw me there for a minute, but they came back and yeah. finished it up. Um, and then you had Liberty minus 24 and a half that you lost. They did not cover. No. At I, UMass. I, I thought I was trying to be cute. My mistake. That's okay. That's what I get. But you were not wrong in your thinking. No, no, it was fine. I mean, I'm not like embarrassed of it or whatever. And then Washington State. I mean, played line. with them for a while. Dude, I, Washington State's good, man. USC. I'm, I've, I'm coming around on this. I was. I, I think because I wanted USC to be bad. They're not bad. They're actually pretty good. I'm tired of everybody going. Oh, they have no line play. Eh, whatever. Caleb Williams is they're good. pretty good. When you have an elite quarterback, it's the only thing that matters. You can do an elite quarterback makes up for a lot of deficiencies, and they're okay. They're better on defense than people are giving them credit for. They're all right. I watched that game. It was on one of the screens. Washington State did not play badly. They had a good plan. They just didn't have the horses. They got died running back. They got added. They got. A, they're good on offense. Period. But they're good everywhere. They're underdogs this week. <clears throat> Yep. We got some. We got some lines in a minute, but all right. So I lost the uh, Auburn game. I had them at plus thirty. Yep. I mean, I just don't know what else to do. I said Thursday I needed fourteen points. I got ten. Fourteen would have covered. Yeah. Didn't work. All right. I had Ole Miss minus seventeen. I would like to go address this publicly because he may be listening. <laughs> Lane, thank you. <laughs> um, the camera hey, and everything. Hey, thank you, Lane. <laughs> all right. I really don't care why you did it. But you did it. You, know, you did it. He talked about it today. Um, it bothered him. He 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 did I it. I don't care. He did it because <laughs> they were they were trying to get the record for Mingo. Yeah. And then Matt Jones for four weeks in a row has been the scout team player of the week, and so they rewarded him by letting him travel. And then they gave him a carry, and he scored. And he's like. I, he said, we should have taken a knee, is what he said. We should have taken a knee. I think it looks worse, though, if you take a knee on the one-yard line. Just what he said. It was interesting. Yeah. He said it bothered him. I don't have a problem with it. Because there were a lot of pictures of Clark Lee and Lane talking after the game, and you could tell they were having a real conversation beyond just, hey, great game, see you down the road, good luck. And it was Lane. I thought at first Clark Lee was saying something about, hey, what was that? But it wasn't. It was Lane saying, hey, I'm sorry about what happened. Let me tell you why we did what we did. And it yeah. bothered him. I, and I'm an offensive guy now, but 
I don't have a problem scoring when the other team's going for two and kicking onside kicks mm-hmm. and all that. Like, okay, we're still playing football, and it is their job to stop you. That's well, one. and you have an opportunity to give a kid when like you, Matt Jones a, mem- a memory. A hundred percent. When you get a chance to play your guys, like these guys bust their ass for you yeah. year-round. Yeah. Okay? They don't want to go in the game to be standing there to take a knee. Right. I mean, go in there and – I mean, it's your job to stop them. And as a coach, you're excited when a guy like that – because a guy like that, right, you, and, and, and not oh, all. day. You get guys like that that they come to every meeting – they come to practice. They're supposed to they do. bust, they bust their guy. ass, and they, and and yet they don't play. And then when they get an opportunity to play, and they do something, I'm guessing as a coach, that's pretty rewarding. A hundred percent. And the other thing is, like, even when you put Kincaid Dent in the game, whatever it is, let the guy throw the ball. Like, and that's I'm, I should be pissed, but I'm really not. But I can't be too mad. That's what Georgia did. That's why Georgia covered the spread when Georgia put in their their. Younger guys, they were throwing the ball to them. They were getting them touches. Doing stuff. Doing stuff. But it's your job to stop them, too. But, again, Lane, thank you. Just went up like went up some points in my book. He covered for me. It went over, though. You had under. Yeah. And I knew that when I said it Saturday. I, I didn't see any. I knew I would split. I, now, I saw no world where it went over and Ole Miss didn't cover. I'm surprised that Vandy scored 28 points. Yeah, sure. And I'm surprised that they scored 20 in the first half. You saw a whole different team. I mean, it's like I expected what I saw in the second half in the first half. Right. All right. Even if you get that in the first half, Vandy probably quits. Because once you Ole Miss came out and went pop, 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 Vandy shut it down a little bit. A little bit, sure. All right. So, I um, was a little disappointed in the first half, but it is what it is. Young team learning on the road. They'll be fine. Uh, but lost lost the under. Um, Wisconsin, we talked about UConn minus five and a half. Love my guys at FIU, yeah. but that was over pretty quick. Yep, you knew that was coming. I knew that one, and then it hit my money line. So I was four and two in college, losing the Ole Miss under and losing the two-point Auburn. I was close, but well, I guess the under wouldn't hit. So, so this week we're going to do 10 NFL games and no college games. Is no, that right? No, we're doing 10 college games and no NFL games. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh if we do that, I'm going to have to clean things up in here. If I do, uh, clean side wipes will be what I use. The EPA 2021 Safer Choice Partner of the Year. They are enlist um, approved. They kill COVID in 30 seconds. It's the only wipe on the market that does that. It's broad spectrum, hospital grade, antimicrobial efficacy, citric acid base, no harsh chemicals. Simple one step, no rinse cleaning, disinfecting. Removes film left over by harsh chemicals such as ammonia, bleach, and alcohol. CleanSide has the lowest toxicity rating allowable by the EPA, which means it poses the lowest risk to the health of employees, patients, students, customers, or the environment. Citric acid-based CleanSide germicidal wipes deliver powerful efficacy against pathogens without the potentially harmful effects of other chemical disinfectants. All in one easy-to-use wipe. Great for schools, daycares, nurseries, hospitals, long-term care facilities, office buildings, households, and more. It's available in a wipe and also in a ready-to-use spray. To learn more, to get some, uh, get in touch with our friend Todd Abbott. at uh, We send him an email, wipesandgloves at gmail.com. That's wipes, W-I-P-E-S, and A-N-D, gloves at gmail.com. All right, you ready to go over this week's games? Yeah, let's talk about it, Because there's a it's a good pretty, week. It's a pretty good slate. Good week. Pretty right. good slate. All right, we got Penn State mm-hmm. at Michigan, and Michigan is a seven point favorite. Yep, yep. 
Penn State getting seven. I, like I told you, I'm, I'm super inclined to go Michigan minus the seven, but I'm, I'm, I've been burned a little by the Wolves, and so I'm just kind of eh. Yeah, I'm not touching this game. I'm watching this game. I may probably not. I'm, it's at 11 o'clock, right? Yes, sir. I may try to venture over to Vault Hemingway again this weekend. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, Is Auburn a quick you caught? They are. Okay. They are. Um, yeah. A&M's a quick you client, right? They are. I need to ask you something about that, by the way. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm not touching this game, but I'm watching it, or I will record it and watch it. I think it's going to have a lot to do with the outcome of this game, of the uh, Big Ten. If Penn State can win this game, all right, then you got to start paying attention to them because they, they have gone on the road. They've done what they sure, had to do. Sure, They've done what they've had to sure. do. So, Agreed. Um, very interesting that part. All right, we got Auburn at Ole Miss. Ole Miss, look, it was at 16 when I looked at this this morning. Then I looked again right before we came in. It was down to 14. Is it down some? I mean, 16 is such a big num- number, man. It, when I looked at it this morning, let me look. I'll pull well, here, it I've got it up right here. It was uh, 16 this morning, and then it was down to 14 when I came in the driveway. Let's see. I'll, I'll look. I'm looking up right now. It is 14 and a half. All right, so it's, yeah, ESPN's got it at 14 again. Um, That's closer. That's a lot of points, man, 16, but 14. 16's too many. I will say this. Auburn, in my opinion, has to get in the 28 range if they have a chance of winning this game. I think Ole, I think more realistic score is Ole Miss 28, 31-ish, Auburn 14-ish, 17-ish. I think 14 is a good number. Yeah, the number that's in my mind for whatever reason, there will always be a score that pops into my mind. And and um, I was fairly close last week, actually. Um, but – Twenty-seven to fourteen, yeah, is kind of the score that keeps That's popping a good up. Spread. Um, look, I think I'm interested to see Ole Miss's offense this week. That's what I want to watch. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I already know what's going to happen on the other side of the ball. I want to see. It's going to be a little different because they've been using a lot of Michael Trigg. I know everybody goes, he's not catching, he's not producing. I get it, but he's involved in everything, <laughs> and he's out. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see Auburn's defense versus Ole Miss's offense. That's the game that I want to watch. Yeah. Like, I don't even care about watching the other side. I just want to watch that because um, I already know what's going to happen on the other side. Well, um, why don't we do that then? Let's just have a half a game, and then play it home. at 11, be done at 1230. I'll write till about 230, then I'll get out of there. I'll come home. and. Yeah. I th- I'm for it. The fans probably would feel What cheated. you don't know is what kind of can Auburn continue to answer the bell and fight when they know the result. Yeah. Um, you, so if the sometimes same, you wait for a team like this. This is like one of two things happens to these teams at this spot. Yep. They either keep fighting and they break through or they kind of spit the bit. Yep, one or the other. Um, we'll be interested to see what happens, but that's why I want to watch it because the only chance, the only chance – that Auburn has, in my opinion, is you know turnover, special teams. They defensive has to put them in position to score cheap, get short fields. They they need things like that to happen because throwing the ball forty times with Robbie Ashford is not going to answer the deal. Right. Um. You know, I'd be interested. To see, I'll, I mean, I guess I will be interested to see the strategy that Partridge and those guys on defense come up with. What what's their what are they going to do? They going to sit back? I mean. 40 times throwing the ball, that blew my mind. But, anyway. Um, all right, here we go. Yep. Kansas is a plus 278 money line at Oklahoma. 
who was favored by seven. What am I missing? Kansas played TCU really well. What am I missing? Are we are we counting on a letdown from Kansas? Or, or is that what we're doing? What, is, did Oklahoma go recruit a bunch of new players to come in this week? Did they get into free agency and make a deal with the deadline? I mean, what, what what am I missing here? Help me. Did Norman suddenly become this super intimidating place to play? Yeah, I don't know. They got to they gotta get on the ball. Someone goes, well, Dylan level. Gabriel might be back. Okay, so? Kansas is good. <laughs> I mean, Kansas so? Good, what, man. Oh, Dylan Gabriel. Oh, never mind. Hold up. Now, it's not Josh Allen rolling in to save the day. Yeah. The, hey, uh, and, and Dylan Gabriel doesn't play defense. He's not the reason they gave up 49 points. I've and been, I think Texas could have scored more. Yeah. I don't think the offense is uh, – they had an issue with the back of quarterback, but they'll be final offense. It's the freaking – they got to – and I, I look, I'll say this. Venables is having – he's got to get his guys in there. They got to buy into mm-hmm. what he's doing and all that stuff, and he doesn't have that right mm-hmm. now. He's trying to get there. Yeah. But it's – dude. Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, you a client? They are. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me say what you can't say. <laughs> it's possible this isn't going to work. Uh, I think it's too early for that. Okay. All right, keep going. Is Lane Kiffin a good football coach? Yes. Well, his ass got left on a tarmac, too. So it's true. He talked about that today. I mean, yeah. I everybody needs to pump the brakes on what good coaches are and bad coaches I'm are after sure. a few games. I, I'm, I know. You know, just being a realist. I'm not a fan. I'm no, being a realist. No, Lane Kiffin's deal in, at SC was NCAA and some of that other stuff. Yeah, mine was too. But I mean, he, <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, hey, I mean, it, 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 I get it. Yeah, sure. I mean, I no, get it. I get it. The difference between a, what's a, a great coach and a, and a coach that gets fired sometimes is not much. It's, I mean, it's, again, LSU-Auburn a few, a few years ago, the loser was getting fired. Yeah. Replay. Texas minus 16 against Iowa State. Does that feel like a big number? Uh, look, man, Texas with Quinn Ewers? Pretty good. It's almost like this quarterback position matters. It's almost like it matters because it does matter a lot. A lot. Texas with Quinn Ewers? It's pretty good. Pretty good, cuz. Yeah. Um, Makes you wonder if we're changing history if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt against Alabama. Are we having a completely different conversation about a lot of different things? A lot of things. It know. makes you wonder. Woo! There's a lot of talent there. Oh, man. Um, I kind of love this next one. Minnesota minus five and a half at Illinois. Illinois playing really well right now on defense. They, 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 they're kind of – I know is Iowa. Here's another one. Got ran off and of, – Ran off in Arkansas. Illinois is happy as hell to have him. Sure. Hell, Wisconsin's thinking maybe we should have. Yeah. It's how, that's the difference. Fandom has changed everything. Why is the Tennessee money line so high? 235. 235 at 7.5 is they're begging you to take it. They're begging you to take it. By the way, all right, so Alabama at Tennessee, mm-hmm. I would be shocked if Bryce Young doesn't play. He's clearly going to play. I would be shocked. Um, you think Alabama, you early your early thought you think Alabama's going to come in there and silence them. They're going to I don't win know about game. silence them now. I, look, they're going to have this place is going to be electric. Oh, it's going to be wild. It'll be the best atmosphere that's been there since oh, ever. And, and, Even and, and, I know Ole Miss went there with a great 
it'll it, be better than it, that. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll it'll be it'll I mean, be. I don't know. It'll be Phil crazy. I, I don't know when the last time they had something like that. It'll be crazy. Um. Oh, it'll be it it'll be reminiscent of that era. It'll be crazy. There's so much. Here's the game within the game. Will Anderson's gonna get home, boys. Yeah. I don't give a shit who's on the offensive line. He's gonna get home. And so, how does you know the one thing that Tennessee had Saturday is they had time. Yeah. Ten, uh, LSU didn't do a You'll great job. You'll have less of it. You'll have less of it. Yeah. So, now the one thing that, again, the reason that Texas gave Alabama fits was they protected unbelievably. Right. If you can't protect the quarterback, and they can, but I'm saying like uh, – No, I think you're right. I think the game is going to come down to how much – two things. Two things. It's, it's, and it's both quarterbacks. It's going to come down to how much time can Tennessee give Hendon Hooker because if they can give him time, I think he can make plays. They've got guys on the outside that can give Alabama's corners problems. Yeah. And then the other part of the game is going to be just how much can Bryce Young do? Can, well, he, can he be Bryce Young or is he limited? And if he gets hit some, what happens to him? Well, he won't feel anything Saturday. Right. I mean, he, it's not that he'll look the same. So this the is, difference th- is this for is me, play a week, take a week off, no, play no, no, a no. week. He'll play from here on out if he plays. The thing that well, I will be, and you'll know it early, is you will be able to tell real quick. The injury will be how much zip he has on the ball. Yeah. If you see balls late that appear to be late, yeah. balls that the receiver that appear be to be behind the receiver, then you got issues. But seven and a half, ah. <laughs> it for me. I know it's as dumb as it sounds. For me, it's either at seven and a half. I'm not touching it. Sure. I'm not taking Alabama minus seven and a half. That just feels big at home. That that has backdoor cover written all over it. Uh, Oklahoma State at TCU is a great game. TCU is a three and a half point favorite. Uh, I, I'm I'm just going to tell you this is probably going to be one of my games because I'm going. I'm determined to just ride with the Cowboys because they're good. They've been good to me. Boy, this is this is a hell of a game. I love TCU, but not this week. I mean, you can't give me three and a half points. I mean, you give me three and a half points with a team that I think is capable of making the playoff in Oklahoma State, and I might just take it. Yeah, Grind said Bama or nothing at minus seven. I just – I'm with you, Ryan. I just – I'm for me, it's probably nothing. I don't know. NC State at Syracuse. Uh, the Carrier Dome can be a weird place to play. They have quarterback injury maybes on this one, NC State. But – I'm not buying Syracuse. Really? Dude. You were trying to buy them a I few weeks ago. Early. I've watched them. Okay. I'm not – NC State's too good on defense. I'm probably I, – I like NC State on this one. Okay. Straight up. I always cheer against Clemson, and yet for some reason I think this might be – this might be my game. Clemson's only giving four and a half at Florida State. I don't think Florida State's very good. Dude. I think Clemson might be about to finish them. Clemson, the best thing that happened for Clemson was last year. Like, people are still, well, Clemson's Clemson. Clemson's about to walk right through the freaking ACC again. Yeah. Because the difference is, is you look at DJ's stats a year ago to right now. Yeah, he's much improved. He's better. Now, he's still not great. No. But you don't have to be great when you have – he's got talent around him. They're not asking him to be great They're not asking him to be great. They're asking him to manage the offense, and he's good at that. Yeah. They've look who they've had. They've had Trevor Lawrence before him. Had Deshaun Watson. They've had all these dudes, and he's not a dude. He's just I mean, he was a high recruit, and he is talented, but he's not a great 
fit, whatever, whatever he is. But, dude, Clemson's defense is the real deal. Um, Mississippi State minus seven at Kentucky. Kentucky's a plus 228 money line right now. And if Will Levis plays at home, I don't hate it. I think this is a bad matchup for Kentucky. Okay. Why? It doesn't matter who's a quarterback. Offensively, I just think they kind of bog. They have to play. They have to be bogged. I mean, they're going to be bogged down. Will Levis, even if he does play, isn't going to be moving a lot. The thing that gives Mississippi State, you saw it Saturday, the thing that gives Mississippi State, athletic quarterbacks give Mississippi State issues. Mm-hmm. And you saw that Saturday. You saw it in Baton Rouge. When things break down and guys can bust plays, and do, that's how they've given up explosive plays. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to see that this Saturday. I, I like Mississippi State in this game. I don't know about seven. Okay. Um, but I like State to win the game. USC at Utah, a big Fox uh, primetime game. This blows my mind. Utah – uh, four and a half point favorite, which is weird to me because I watched a little bit of their game with UCLA and uh, Utah's good. They're fine. I think USC's better. This is kind of now USC on the road might not be the same team that they were. It's going to be loud in Salt Lake and all that stuff. Oh, it's a we're it's gonna, a zoo, right? It's kind of yeah, like Oregon State. We're going to kind of find out a little bit about USC. This is here's your here's your first big exam, boys. Yeah, and this this is where I get frustrated with the Pac-12. Is it really though? I don't know. We're talking about them going to a place that lost to Florida, who we're yeah. considering to be the eighth or ninth best team in the league. I mean, the, the, I don't. Utah's tough to play and all that. USC, but I don't know, man. I, if they if they don't win this game, then I'm done. I don't want to hear another word. Uh, Arkansas at BYU. BYU a two and a half point favorite. I'll be honest. Before the money lines came out, this was one that I kind of circled as, hey, I might this might be a, a chance for me to get back because I was hoping for a bigger money line. 122. Yeah, it's not my, which tells me that Vegas thinks what I think, which is there's a real chance Arkansas wins this game. They get Jefferson back, presumably. He'll be back. They uh they they're they're physical. Uh I don't I think their offense is going to score against BYU and BYU doesn't sling the thing around the way that you need to to beat Arkansas. This this they can. this will be a good game, I think. They can, but BYU's kind of sputtered a little bit the last couple of weeks. Um yeah. did you watch any of the Notre Dame game? A, a little, bit. not much. Yeah. Um, I was watching other stuff and doing work and the show. The and thing stuff. that the thing that's going to be interesting to me is can Arkansas line up and run the football because they've run the football pretty much against everybody. I mean, yeah, we're all talking about the, you know they did have 500 yards of offense against Mississippi State by the way. They did. I mean, the Hornsby kid played okay. Um, I, I mean, look, I, I think they're going to score against BYU. I know. I my concerns on the other side. Right? Can they stop them? I mean, that's the difference between What's the over-under in this? Because I might like the over. Oh, look. But that's the difference for me in um, Arkansas this year and last year, defensive side of the ball. I mean, it's night and day. Yeah. 63. That might be. It's high. They they might go over. Yeah, they might, but that's a If you told me 38 to 35 in a game like this, I'd buy it. Yeah. Uh, then LSU at Florida. I don't know what I think here. Florida's a three-point favorite. I think this is litmus test time for LSU. Like, it's now or never. If you're going to salvage this season, you need to start now. What are they? Three and two, four and two, three and two. Yeah, something like that. They've lost to state, uh, lost to um, Tennessee, and they've lost to Florida State, right? Yeah, and they got they got this game. They got Ole Miss. They still got to play. Uh, still got to play Alabama. 
A and M. I mean, if 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 they're going to have a, a a good eight and four, nine and three, is sort of season, it, it, you got to start now. Here's my thing: because you go to Gainesville and lose, and that's I, I think most of that's out the window. Here's what I don't understand: until somebody's got to show me something different. Every single time I watch LSU play, and every single time I watch Auburn play, LSU is like a better version of Auburn on offense. It's drop back to pass. Let's let everybody get covered. And my quarterback's so damn fast that you can't play. It's like playing Lamar Jackson. It's like playing the freaking uh, Ravens. You can't spy on him because he'll just outrun you. Their best play is drop back to pass and let the quarterback take off running. That's their best play. Yeah, That's Auburn's best play, and it's LSU's best play. LSU beat Mississippi State because in the second half of that game, they found a running game, and they were able to actually hand the ball off and run the football effectively against right, State. Right. They haven't been able to do that in any other game except the second half of that game. LSU, ha- I don't know if they can go to Swamp and do it. I don't know, man. I, and Billy's Billy's trying his ass off. He's, he's playing with what he's got. But, you know, Anthony Richardson will sit here and throw from me to you and see how hard he if he can actually put a physical hole in your chest from this distance. Yeah. Instead of just getting touched. I think there's things on both sides. I think it's a close game, but three points, I'm not touching it. We're not going to talk about these games. I'll just take you through the NFL slates. You know what's coming. Yep. Uh, the Commanders are at the Bears right now. Washington's a one-point dog. Uh, the Jets, and uh, that's a Thursday night game, by the way, Wolf. Jets. What's the deal with the Thursday night games the last two weeks? It's been rough. That one last week was bad, but everybody's talking about it, so the NFL goes, ha-ha. <laughs> uh, Jets at Packers. Jets a seven-and-a-half-point dog. Tampa is at Pittsburgh. The Steelers an eight-and-a-half-point underdog. Uh, the Ravens at the Giants. The Ravens giving five in that game. San Francisco is at Atlanta. The Niners giving five. The Ravens are points. at the Giants, and they're five-point favorites? Yes. Okay. Uh, San Francisco is at Atlanta. San Francisco giving five and a half. New England getting three at Cleveland. The Bengals giving a point and a half in New Orleans against the Saints. Book it. Uh, <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota minus three at Miami. Uh Jacksonville uh, heads to Indianapolis. The Jags getting a point and a half. Uh, Carolina heads to the Rams. The Panthers an 11-point underdog uh, after firing Matt Rule today. Um, Arizona is at Seattle. The uh, Cardinals giving two and a half points on the road where they're good at Seattle. Uh, Buffalo and Kansas City, the game of the week. One of the games of the week. My God, the, the, the late slate. Sign, listen, I'm getting my stuff done by 325 this week. Because at 325, I get Buffalo at Kansas City. The Bills giving two and a half at Arrowhead. The Chiefs are underdogs at home. Yeah, and then at 720, I get Dallas at Philly. The Phillies, I mean the Phillies, the Eagles at home giving Dallas five points. Those are two good games now. That could be, listen, if somebody told you that that is a preview of championship weekend, Buffalo, Kansas City, Dallas, Philadelphia. You're not you're not going, oh, you're wrong. You might be wrong, but you're not going, oh, that's stupid. No, no, it could happen. The Eagles are the clear best team in through five games in the NFC, and you can't, can't rule talk, out you can't Dallas. rule out Dallas. You can't rule out the 49ers you right can't, now. And you can't rule out Buffalo. Well, they're AFC. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was yeah. It's if in the AFC for me it's very clear with Kansas City and and uh Buffalo. Is there anybody else that's even close? Uh, I still think the Ravens, the the <sighs> Bengals can get there. I don't think they're there yet. Um, I, I I don't know. I pick them all the time. I, I don't like the Ravens. Man. Yeah, just, uh, and then no, Bengals that's, aren't that's, there this year. They're terrible up front. 
yeah, that's 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 about it. So that's the slate. Uh, there is a game tonight, by the way, if you're uh, watching. What is it? I know it's who it the is. the Raiders the at the Chiefs. The Raiders still getting seven tonight in Kansas City. That's going to be a sneaky good game. This is always a close game, except that one time that they got blown out. But the Raiders, when they're nobody's expecting them to win, dude, uh, Raiders, this yeah. game will be a lot closer than people give them oh, credit sure. for. Oh, sure. It's a, it's a division rival game. And if you've you seen my NFL record, you know that you should jump on whatever I have to say. <laughs> um, real quick, before we go, Matt Rule getting fired, huh? Yeah, Matt Rule fired. Um, $40 million. Yeah, it's a good day to be Matt Rule. It's a good day. You know, if you have a young son out there, like I do, like you do, yeah. I think the key is you try to figure out a way for him to become a fired football coach. Well, only if they're a fired head football coach. That's where the yeah. real money is. Yeah, that's what I mean. Us other poor folks, you know, we, we have a good time for about a year and a half, and then we got to go, like, go work and stuff. $40 million. That kind of gives you some flexibility as to what you want to do next, if anything. Well, I can tell you this. And I, I, I had my Auburn peeps reach out to me today. Mm-hmm. Oh, Matt Rule. Guys, if you just paid me $40 million, I'm not going to that. Well, listen, I, all I wrote was a column that said that Lane Kiffin, for Lane Kiffin, now, yeah, today, what, I'm sorry because I did not read it. What did you say? Essentially said this. Lane Kiffin today, not two years ago, today Lane Kiffin, today. Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss is a better job than Auburn. For Lane Kiffin today. Not that Ole Miss is a better job than Auburn. I didn't say that. I said, for Lane Kiffin today, Ole Miss is a better job than Auburn. All right. You know how much I love Auburn, right? Sure. Went there, met my wife there, grew yeah. up a fan, the whole deal. Yeah. Here's the thing. I like, I like Auburn a lot, too. I mean, I spent six years of my life yeah. covering Auburn. I, made, I learned how to, be a, how to be a sports writer covering Auburn. I learned about a lot of life lessons covering Auburn. Um, our first child was conceived in Auburn. I, I have a lot of positive thoughts about Auburn. I, I took, I took, Auburn, I, I took my, that same child to go look at Auburn thinking she might really like it. I like Auburn. It was, this was not a slap at Auburn, although the people there right now are really damn well, sensitive. sensitive. But good Lord. But for Lane Kiffin today, the Ole Miss job's a better job than Auburn. I love Auburn. I really do. I want, want the best for them. Happy when they do well. Don't cheer. Don't get – I'm not – I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I'm just, I just – I like the place. Sure, of course. Right? Of course. Um, and, I, and I can't deny that. I mean, I went to school there, grew up a fan, the whole deal. What Met my wife there, the whole deal. But Auburn fans – have to realize that the reason your job is not attractive right now is because of the treatment of the previous coaches. Yeah. And if a if you want a big time coach to come to your place, you cannot treat them like that. You're going to have to change. Like sometimes you got to look yourself in the mirror. Yes, that's kind of the point. And the point is not. I mean, his, I don't want to say that. Of course. I mean, historically, Auburn's a much better job than Ole Miss. Correct. If if both places are at optimal, everybody's cruising right along, Auburn's a better job than Ole Miss. It has more resources. It's a better job than Ole Miss. But that's not the case right now. It, it is what it is. It exactly. And, and no coach – now, you may go get – now, you may could go get Matt Rule to have a conversation because you know what? He's not doing anything right now. Sure. All right, but Lane Kiffin is. But it, yeah, and, and, and both now, of those guys, both of those people, because they, they, they have people who are smart representing them, 
are going to look at it and go, okay, now wait a minute. Right now at Auburn, you're doing the booster thing where the boosters have all this say over the program, and Lane's not going to do that. That's just not who he is. And the fact that they made up a scandal to try to get rid of a coach after one year? Yeah. Like, the it's going coaches are It's going to be going, a warning sign. So, you're you're telling me that Lane Kiffin, who's making – could work here forever right now. He could get a big contract if he wants to at the end of the year. Well, he's going to sign and he's, and he's going to. Even, even if – even if they go eight and four, okay? And eight and four is probably the floor for Ole Miss right now. Even if they go eight and four, they're going to give Lane Kiffin more money. They're going to continue to give him more money. That extra they're year on they're the giving him more resources in terms of staff. They're doing all. They're, they're doing all of the things, and he's earned it. He's seventeen and three in his last twenty. He's earned it. Okay, he's earned that. And hey, when does that last? When does that last loss come off at twenty? Like when does it go to eighteen and two? Do you know? Uh, I'd have to think about. I got you. Sorry, no, it's okay. Um. It'd be whenever they lost to Alabama. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Regardless. But they're 17 and three in their last 20 games. And if you are willing to go back into the COVID year, it's, it's like uh, 21 and four in their last 25. I, I tend to throw the whole COVID year out because it was just Correct. such a goofy year. But the point is, they're going to give him more money. If, if, if it's going to take nine, nine and a half to keep him, they're going to give him the money. It's not about money. And so at that point, it comes down to where are you comfortable? Where do you think you can compete? Do I think Lane Kiffin's staying at Ole Miss forever? I don't. I don't. I think Lane's going to leave at some point. No, I wouldn't be surprised if he left this year. I wouldn't. But if you told me he left this year. But it's not for a college job. My guess is it's for the NFL. Yeah, it's not for a college job. And so, you know, do I? but do I think Lane Kiffin's going to leave Ole Miss right now to go to a place where he's got to A, rebuild, and B, do all the booster crap? No, I don't. I mean, I don't. No. And so when people go, well, so you're saying Ole Miss is a better job. I'm not saying Ole Miss is a better job, but I'm saying Ole Miss for Lane Kiffin today is a better job than Auburn. It is. Yeah. I mean, and look, I'd love to say that it wasn't, but like, I mean, you know where I'm going with this. I think I know who the next AD is going to be. I think I know who the next head coach is going to be. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm I'm a little surprised. I did an interview today in, in, I think in Montgomery and they were talking about Kiffin and stuff. And I'm like, I think you're barking up the wrong tree. I, I think they generally know who they're hiring. And the guy that they're hiring, nothing against him. He's a good guy. I like him. You like him. I've had my differences with him, but I still like Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze will play the booster game. He will schmooze the boosters. When the boosters come to town and they want to hang out, he'll do it. When some Auburn person's in town to do it, he'll do it. That's his deal. He'll walk around saying War Eagle and all that stuff. He'll do all that stuff that they like. And you know what? He'll probably have a lot of success there. And I don't – look, you know, do you know why you study history? Because it repeats itself. Let's Sc- look Scotty, let me, let, me, let me point something out here. I don't, I don't know what Scotty's background is. He goes, Ole Miss to Auburn sure worked out good for Tommy Tuberville. It did. But why? That's what I was but, getting at. But, but why? back then, Auburn was doing everything. Ole Miss was being cheap. And back then, beyond a shadow of a doubt, Ole Miss was a leaps and bounds better job than Ole Miss. Yeah. I'm just saying it's different now. Well, Tuberville is a good schmoozer, too. He is. A, he's a politician. He's, a, he's now he's a U.S. A senator. Politician. Yeah. All right. He knew how to – He, Tommy knew how to do all that stuff. I covered Tommy. I, I know Tommy. He, he was very good with 
hey, the boosters come to town. I know what I got to do. Well, I'm going to do this Well, he's the one who started stuff. the whole fantasy camp idea for everybody. Like, yeah. You look at who Auburn fans, you know, you look at Tommy Tuberville. Woo-hoo. I mean, they didn't even like Gene Chizik. They ran his ass out of town a year after he won a national championship. Yeah. All right. Gus doesn't schmooze with them. They, they, they tried every, like, every year. It felt like they were trying to fire yeah. him. Yeah. He just stayed ahead of them. But Tuberville did. Okay. Terry Bowden did. Mm-hmm. Until when? Until the end. Yeah. And then he gets fired. Yeah. And this guy named Pat Dye, he did. Like the guys who do that, it's, yeah. that's what I said. You study history. Go find the guy that's going to do that. Right. And then everybody's going to be happy. It's probably Hugh. He'll do it. And not only that, frankly, he does it pretty well. When and if there is a change at Auburn, I would be, I'm going to stay by what, and then what's today, October 10th? So my October 10th prediction Still October 10th. Mm-hmm. When and if there ever is a change made at Auburn, the next guy through the door will be Hugh Freeze. Okay. I'm still saying it. All right, we'll leave it there. Tyler Siski says, when and if Brian Harson is let go at Auburn, the next coach at Auburn is Hugh Freeze. I would be shocked. You'd be shocked if it's not him. Is that what yes. you're saying? Yeah. Unless something, something's got to change. Don't forget, we're brought to you by Rain. Rain Total Body Fuel. Uh, cherry limeade, highly recommend it. Uh, we'll have Bob in here with us uh, on Thursday. Yeah, he's, in Chicago. Right? yeah, he's in Chicago. I called him today, but he's in Chicago, so he's gonna call me when he gets off the plane. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll be back on Thursday. We'll make it rain Thursday. Well, we'll talk about we'll talk about whatever's going on. We'll make our picks for the road to Boise. We'll see if your boy here can finish the You're feeling uh, froggy a little bit. No, but I'm back in it. I was I was way out, and now I've had two solid weeks. Kind of starting to find my stride on the NFL. If I could just get the college thing better, I got to I got to quit thinking and just go with guts. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do in the NFL. It's freaking killing me right now. I bet I've lost. I don't think I've. I think I've had one winning week in the NFL. Well, let's keep that up. Keep that up, and I'll. It's terrible. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what I'm going to start flipping coins and asking my six year old. Maybe I don't know. I got to figure something out for the uh, NFL. But until then, we'll uh, we'll let you go there. We'll be back uh, on Thursday with another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. For Tyler, I'm Neil. Take care. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. 
You're not ready if it's not ready hour foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.